Hello, what is up, everybody? It's Dylan. All-American Walk-On Podcast is back. We haven't made an episode in almost three months. April 30th was the last time we made an episode about country music and the Bill Clinton meme. Like we just we didn't make a lot of episodes. Sports were out. We got busy. Luke started working. I started fishing. I would like to say I started working. I started fishing. Um, I mean, summer just took over. I'll be quite honest with you. I had a really fun summer. I hope you guys have too. But we are back. It is Thursday right now, 6 p.m. as I'm starting this on July 23rd. And you know what that means. It is opening day of the 2020 Major League Baseball season. I'm pumped. We got sports coming back. NASCAR's been back. Um, I got pretty into NASCAR. I used to, I grew up watching it, my grandpa, but I, you know, after they made some, some of the rule changes they made, the way they redid the scoring, I stopped watching it. Uh, but I've been watching that this summer. I, I haven't really paid attention to the NBA game so far. Um, I haven't, I just really haven't taken an interest in that. But I am interested and I'm super excited. Major League Baseball is back. Um, if you know me, you know baseball is probably. My favorite professional sport. Yeah, it's 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 my mo- it's my favorite professional sport. I will say that. Um, you know, I, I listen to Starting Nine, the Barstool podcast, and you know they they talk about you know, baseball fans were a cult. True baseball fans, it is a cult. Um, and I mean, I, I, I'm a part of that, so I'm pumped. Um, Braves play tomorrow though. Sad I gotta wait for that. But we're going to get into it. We're gonna get into I'm gonna have I'm mainly talking NL East. I'm mainly gonna be talking NL this episode. But yeah, we're gonna be talking baseball. Strictly baseball. Um, and I'm glad you guys are here for it. So stick around and we're gonna get into it in three, two, one, roll the music. Okay, so baseball season is here. It is starting. By the time you guys get this, it will probably already have started. I was planning on dropping this on first pitch, but I don't know if that's going to happen. We're going to maybe see if we can get into that. Um, it's just me today. It's just Dylan. Luke Luke works. I mean, he's done with work now, but to be quite honest with you, I just so excited. I had, I had to make something. I had to get out there. I had to talk about my Braves. I had to talk about the NL East and how crazy it is going to be this year. Without Luke running his mouth about the Dodgers the whole time, I didn't want to deal with it. And I mean, I was, I'm joking when I say that, but I'm super excited. I'm looking over my shoulder right now. I'm at my desk looking over my shoulder watching the replay of the uh, the Braves from last year. I've pretty much watched almost every big game the Braves played last year today. Right now I'm on game two of the NLDS against the Cardinals. Although I hate it. How that series reminds me of such terrible things. Um, I'm just excited for baseball, and I'm so happy to get into it. So what we're going to be talking about today, we're going to be talking NL East, we're going to be talking Braves, Nationals, Mets, and Phillies, and I mean, maybe we'll talk a little bit about the Marlins. They've shown growth, but mainly want to talk about Braves, Nats, and Mets, simply because... As most of you know, as of about two hours ago, 
MLB expanded the playoffs to 16 teams. And I put it out on Twitter that guarantees, guarantees that three teams, at least three, okay, I'm not going to say at least, that three teams from the NL East will get into the playoffs. We'll get into who those teams are for me. I may have already given it away, but we're going to get into who those teams are for me in a little bit. Also, big news out of L.A. I knew I wasn't going to talk about this, but Mookie Betts signs a multi-year, big-time contract, pretty much locking him up with the Dodgers, theoretically, for the rest of his career. I'm going to get into that a little bit, too. But first, let's get back to the Braves. So... The past couple years, as a Braves fan, um, I've been excited. I mean, three years ago, two years ago, sorry, two years ago, we were early. We were super young. Nobody really expected us to do what we did. We were early. Last year, we belonged. And, like, we proved we belonged last year. This year, the expectations are high. Um, as a Braves fan, I have very high expectations um, I put it out in that tweet, like, I've got Soroka winning the NL Cy Young. I mean, I know he's only 23 years old, but the dude has insane stuff. Everything I've heard out of Braves camp between spring training when that happened and then summer camp, he has continued to grow and grow and grow, and I'm really pumped about that. Fulte is going to do his thing. Freed's going to do his thing. Um, I, I'm, I'm excited. I am very excited for this Braves team. And, and then also, okay, the one thing I will say, the thing that worries me, I, I know I'm just ranting about the Braves. I'm very excited about the Braves season, but the one thing that worries me is losing Josh Donaldson. And the one other thing that bothers me is having to pretend like I like Marcelo Zuna. I do not like him. I am not over the way he handled himself last year in the NLDS when we played the Cardinals. Not over that. I've never really liked him, to be honest with you. Um, he's always kind of been that, I mean, ever since, even when he was in Miami, he's always kind of been that little brother who just seems to have all this hype around him that uh, it, I don't, it just doesn't seem like. He's he had one breakout year when it was him, Yelly, and uh, Stanton in that outfield, and that was his break. I think he hit like he had like a nine hundred, hit like over nine hundred OPS. But ever since then, I mean, every year that he has played a full season, he's like seven fifty and lower in OPS. So I mean, he's I don't really know if he's going to be able. Because we got him to fill that spot from Donaldson. And I don't know if he's going to be able to fill that role. I was really hoping that we could lock Donaldson up for a long-term deal. Or, you know, not even long-term, but five years. But we got him for a one-year deal. So, I mean, we'll see how it works. We got Austin Rowley on the hot corner now, though. He has been named the opening day third baseman. He came up for a little bit last year and hit a bunch of home runs. Played really well, but got sent back down to double-A, I'm pretty sure. But um, he's looked really good in summer camp. I mean, he had like four home runs in 
two days or something like that. But he's looked really well. Um, Dansby. Dansby has – the defense has always been there for him, which is why I've – you know, he's my favorite player. Um, but his defense has always been there for him. But just – it looks like he already had a very quick swing. But it just looks so much more smooth now, and it seems like he's added a little. He has a little bit more power now. He's putting balls in the. He's not going to be a fifteen home run guy this year. Keep in mind, we're only playing sixty games, so he's not going to be a fifteen home run guy this year. He'll probably be closer to like seven, eight, maybe nine. But he's going to hit a lot of doubles, and with between the. The speed, the power, and just the overall athletic ability and hitting talent that we have in our lineup from top to bottom. If we can have a guy sitting at that six through eight hole, where he's he's probably going to be hitting around six, seven, eight is probably where he's going to be. We can have a guy hitting there and be able to hit, you know, 14, 15 doubles. I am perfectly okay with that because you're. We're going to be able that that means I mean he's a contact guy too, which is awesome. Cuz we're going to be able to have dudes the speed that we have in our lineup. We're going to be able to push the envelope. Um and I I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how in a 60 game season with a young team, I mean the Braves are still young. Like I think people forget that that this is probably the year they expected us to do. This is the year that everybody expected the Braves to do what they've done for the past two years. Still a very young team. And I think the fact that we have this, still have the power and the speed and just the raw talent in that lineup top to bottom, being and with the DH added this year, I think that's where Azuna's going to fit in is at the DH, actually. But being able to push the envelope in a 60-game season with guys that are still young might feel the pressure of, you know, we have to get to a hot start. And if we don't get to, I mean, obviously I'm anticipating a hot start, but if we don't get to a hot start, what's going to happen? Um, so I feel like being able to get out there, push the envelope, get out ahead of teams. So that way our starters, we got Nuke is honestly, okay. Sean Newcomb is going to be, I know I'm just rambling here, but Sean Newcomb is going to be a weapon in this style season, just because he has experience from the bullpen and as a starting pitcher. So if you've got a, if he's you know going to start, one day, and then say three, four days later, you got to make him just make a pop start, jump start right there, and you can put him in, plug him in. He can get you three or four innings, and then, you know, you can just run your bullpen the rest of the day, and that's a luxury I think that we have this year that we haven't had the past two years is being able to, you know, have a bullpen. And I think in a 60-game season, being able to plug guys in instead of on five days rest, put guys in on four days rest and say, hey, you're taking the ball today. Just please, just get us to four. Just get us to three or four, and that's all we need from you. Um, I think being able to do that is something that Sean Newcomb is going to be really good for us this year. So between the offensive firepower that has been there the past two years and then finally adding a bullpen – and then also having Newcomb, I think this will be his fifth, sixth year. Newcomb, Soroka's, you know, this is his going to be his second full year, second full year in the league's majors. Um, and then 
Max Freed, uh, Fulty. Uh, I mean, I am. I'm looking. I feel very promising about this year for the Braves. And now, you may say, Dylan, yes, that seems promising, but you're also in a division with two of the best pitching staffs in the league along that now they now have guys who can hit the ball um the Mets and I think that's where that's what scares me about this season is the Mets have always been a team talent wise should always be there but the injuries have always kept them out of contention well in a 60 game stretch like this I feel like even though it's 60 games in like 65 67 days I think it's 67 days that's going to put a lot of stress on dudes. At the same time, there are not going to be as many starts over the long haul. So it's going to be every every game now is going to magnify threefold, three, fourfold. Um, I was watching MLB Network. They were talking about this the other day. Three-game losing streak is going to be more like a nine-game losing streak. Three-game winning streak, nine-game winning streak. So for a team like the Mets, I feel like that's going to come to their advantage. Pete Alonso, obviously going to be good. Okay. Um, that that's just how everything's gonna go down. And I hate to say it. I really, 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 really hate to say it. But the Nationals are gonna be really good again this year. They're they're just they're going to they're going to be very good this year. Um, so between I'm gonna try to wrap this up shortly. I'm sorry. I'm distracted. I'm just super excited about baseball. Between the Braves. Mets are going to be a team that you know will probably stay be a little bit more controlled this year and be able to last a little longer. The Nationals are going to be really good, and I I think honestly, it is a coin flip. I don't think anybody's going to sit here and give the Mets the division right now. It's a coin flip between the Braves and the Nationals, but it, the Mets or the Phillies can't rule the Phillies out. The Mets or the Phillies are going to be that third team. They're going to get that wild card spot. Or who knows? The way everything works out, they could both get. I, that's not actually no. That's not going to happen. They, they're not going to get four teams out of one division. But I mean, the Nationals do play the easiest schedule from a numbers and betting standpoint out of the divisions. So that's where I kind of see them having the advantage over the Braves. However, as a Braves fan, I will never, unless it's a year like we've had, you know, between six to four years ago. I will never give the Nationals the division in the preseason over the Braves. The Braves are winning the division. The Nationals and the Mets are going to get those two wild card spots. Um, I just, I don't think, I really don't think that the Phillies have it yet. I, I mean, Arietta last year, and I, this is me going off of last year, everything went wrong for them, but the fact that, they, I just don't think they can put it together. Um, I don't think that team, that is a team that is built well together. I think it's a team that on paper is like, whoa. But meshing together, I don't think that's a very good team that fits together. So that's my prediction for the NL East. Now, we're going to flip over and talk about what I, this is pretty much just me explaining my tweet is what this episode is. We're going to talk about what I said about Mookie not wanting to be in L.A. after 
three years. Okay. This is what we're going to talk about. This is my tweet. Let me get on Twitter. Go find it. Boom. It's on the All-American Walk on Twitter. I quoted myself, though, so you know who was responsible. So I haven't tweeted in a while, but it's a baseball season, and that means bold predictions, as I said. I didn't say that three teams might get in. I said it guarantees three teams from the NL East will get in. Keep that in mind. Also, I forgot about this. Reds will win the NL Central. As competitive, ooh, thunder. as competitive as the NL East is, the NL Central may not have better teams, but I, th- I forget what the – I think it's like the team with the best percent chance of winning, I think right now is the Cubs, and it's like 28%. So everybody that, – that division is even closer than the NL East. I've got the Reds winning it right now. Um, I think they've got a really, really good bullpen. And I know in a normal season, that's like what you would, that's what everybody falls back on is, oh, they have a good bullpen, you know, in order to kind of sound smart and sound like they know about baseball. But I feel like in a season like this, when you're going to be plugging guys in off of, you know, you're going to need a big win to stay in it. And you're going to give your ball to your best guy and say, hey, go get us four innings that you're going to need to a very, very deep bullpen. Because I, I personally feel like we get 25 games into this thing, 25, 30 games into it, and we get halfway through this thing. Every game, every series is going to turn into a playoff series. So you're going to get in there, and you're going to give the ball to your best guy. He's going to be on three, four days rest, and you're going to be like, look, we got to go. We, we need you right now. We need you right now. We can't afford to lose this game go get us four innings. And that's where I see the Reds um, having the advantage there. Now, I've already mentioned Soroka winning this NL Cy Young. I closed the tweet out by saying, Mookie wants out of L.A. within three years, and the Yankees don't win the American League. I'm not going to touch on the Yankees thing. To be quite honest with you, I really just said that just – to annoy people. We have a lot of Yankee fans that follow us. I know that because I know all of you because we don't have that many Twitter followers and you're all my friends. I know you're all Yankee fans. Okay, this is this is what I say about Mookie. They're already treating him like he is Jesus out there. Okay? But Mookie Betts went from being the godchild of Boston. Every And those Boston fans still, like... Even after this, and he was like, hey, bye, I don't want anything. Like, they still love him. And they don't put that on him. They put that on ownership and organization, which is where it belongs. But as a guy like that, who's going to come from the biggest baseball market in the world, that region, okay? New York is the biggest sports market in the world. You can't argue that. The Yankees, you play for the Yankees, you're, you're going to be a household name instantly. It doesn't matter if you're good or not. You're going to be a household name because you play for the Yankees. It's the same thing with Boston. And Mookie Betts playing for the Boston Red Sox for as long as he did and being with that team, that you know those, those young, fun teams between him, Benintendi, Brock Holt, he's not going to get that in L.A. And, yeah, he's signing this long-term deal, but – I have a feeling he's going to want out of there within three years simply because L.A., West Coast baseball doesn't make you a star. We've seen that with Mike Trout. Mike Trout is the best player of this generation, and 
arguably the best player to ever play baseball. Ever. I mean ever. I know we have a lot of people from that are my parents' age that grew up watching some guys, and they say, oh, you, you don't even know who Mike Trout is, so how are you going to tell me that he's not the best player ever? And the reason you don't know who he is is because, one, the MLB is terrible at marking their players, but, two, he plays on the West Coast, and he plays for Anaheim, a team who has struggled tremendously in the past. Mookie going out to the West Coast is going to ruin his brand, okay? Because you look at Cody Bellinger, one of the best players in the league. You go to your average baseball, you're, you know, you go to somebody who like doesn't really pay attention to baseball. They're gonna have no idea who he is. If he played in New York and had the numbers he did, you would know exactly who he is because his numbers are better than Aaron Judge overall. Power numbers, maybe not, but his numbers are better than Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton. Stanton striking out three times a game up in New York, but he's still a star because he plays in New York. Mookie Betts is going to lose every bit of flair he had by going out to the West Coast, playing for the Dodgers, and also he's joining a team that people are just getting tired and fatigued from being good, but they're good, but they never it never amounts to anything. And that tends to wear on fans who just are tired of you and he's going to people are going to lose interest in him and it's going to ruin his brand so that is why i say mookie Betts will be out of la within three years and whoa look at this breaking news speaking of the dodgers just get the snout from mlb dodgers place clayton kershaw who is scheduled to pitch tonight by the way he's still their number one starter after how i don't know how long he's supposed to pitch tonight against the giants on injured list with back stiffness. Dustin May is going to start instead. Now, I know how good Kershaw is, but Dustin May can do some stuff with a baseball that is unworldly. So I hope Kershaw, and I hope Clayton's okay. I hope he's fine. Ooh, nice voice crack there. I hope he's fine. Um, much as I hate the Dodgers, he's, I still have a ton of respect for him and that team. But... Dust, Dustin May is going to do just fine, especially since San Francisco. That they're in a they're in a world of hurt right now. So yeah, Dustin May starting tonight against the the Giants. So uh, you know, if you picked him up on fantasy, like some intelligent people with like minding like mind brains might think a.k.a. myself, and whoever else drafted him. You'll be very happy with your decision. So, yeah, that's it. I'm going to wrap this one up. Uh, I, I just needed to – I was so excited about baseball. I needed to get out here and let my opinions be known in my bold takes. Three teams from that – I'm just going to – I'm going to give them to you one more time. Really fast, though. you got to pay attention. Three teams from the NL East make the playoffs. Reds win the NL Central. Soroka wins the NL Cy Young. Mookie wins out within three years. Yankees don't win the AL this year. And you know who does? And you know how they're going to do it? They're not going to cheat. That's just the way baseball works. It's the way it's always worked. It's the way it always will work. Especially playing in a 60-game season. I'm sorry. I don't care how many home runs you can hit in a year. 60 games, you better give me some RBIs. And the Yankees aren't built for RBI hitting. 
So that's why Astros are winning the world's the AL this year, not the World Series. Goodness gracious. Winning the AL this year. Braves are winning the NL. Braves are winning the World Series. I will see y'all on the other side. We're gonna get a recap of opening weekend, opening day. It's really opening weekend. Um, tomorrow's really opening day. That's when everybody plays. But yeah, so we're gonna get a recap of opening weekend. Luke and I are gonna get that put together for you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to what is the 21st episode and the first episode in three months of the All American Walk On podcast. If you're listening to this, go turn on the Yankees and Nationals. All right. Two of the best pitchers in the game. Pitching tonight, Garrett Cole starting for Yankees on the bump. Max Scherzer getting the ball for the Nats. Go tune in. It'll be a dandy. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I'm Dylan. See you all later.